everybody, welcome back to Pagan Switchy Corner. My name is Pagan, and I am joined by a wonderful guest that you've already heard once on my show, and that's Storm Fairy Wolf. He is the author of The Witch's Name and Satyr's Kiss, which is now officially out. You've heard him talk all about these great books. He's also the author of many other amazing books. All the links will be in the show description, so you guys can check those out. But Storm, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really glad to be here. Well, uh, for those who are paying attention to the news, today is the 24th of June, and it is a tragically historic day for Americans, especially American yeah. women and uh, anybody that has a uterus. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're mostly going to talk about how to protect our LGBTQ friends and some magical activism, and obviously we're going to talk about Storm's books as well. But uh, who knew that your book, Satyr's Kiss, was going to be such an amazing kind of act of revolution this year <laughs> when it came out? Uh, that's kind of crazy to think about, actually. Yeah, it re it really weird to me. I mean, it, it, today seems very surreal. Even though we yes. knew that this was coming, Obviously, since the memo got leaked, you know, what was it, a couple months ago, we knew that this day was coming, but it somehow just is an extra insult that it's happening not only during Pride Month, but really kind mm -hmm. of Pride Week, you know, kind of coming up on the anniversary, you know, of the Stonewall Riots, which is what we celebrate every mm -hmm. year, you know, for Pride. And this isn't just an attack on women, as if that isn't bad enough. You know, it, like you said, it, it's an attack on women. It's an attack on anyone with a uterus, anyone who was assigned female at birth. Mm -hmm. um, this is an attack. This is basically saying you are now just um, legal incubators. And yeah, that, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. No, that is you know? not an exaggeration. That is an honest fact. And it's a disturbing and disgusting fact at that. But Absolutely. I mean, yeah. everyone has been saying, oh, this could never happen here. <laughs> You know, we see it happen elsewhere, but it can never happen here. And it's happening right now. It's been happening. But if this doesn't wake people up, what the hell is it going to take? You know, this this is a complete theocratical takeover of the United States government. This is what this is. Yes. This is based in religion and nothing else because it's just the evangelical Christian sect that believes that life starts at conception. Nobody believed that before even you know their own bible you know um didn't say that you know that, that that wasn't really something that that happened until really recent you know history yeah you know so this is this is a, the, a theocratical takeover I, I i see elements of the 1978 you know islamic revolution in iran mm -hmm. you know and in, in which they had you know people had more rights you know before then and then it was a theocratical takeover and yes. suddenly rights were stripped away from women, you know, from other people. And even today, I mean, we've said, mm -hmm. oh, once they get rid of Roe v. Wade, they're coming after, you know, marriage equality and they're yes. coming after, you know, um, just queer people in general. And Clarence Thomas literally said as much mm -hmm. in his consenting opinion today. He, 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 he says, we need to look at these other rulings. And that's specifically what these other rulings are. Yes. So yes. no one should be quiet. No. Today is a day for outrage. Today is a day to stand up. You know, mm -hmm. we need everybody everywhere. We need a general strike. 
Yes, we need we people do. to stop going to work. We need people to stand up. I mean, yes, continue to vote, continue to send letters, but we need to get outside. We need to be in the streets. This shall not stand. Gun owners have more rights than women and people assigned female at birth. That is just yes. the law now. It is. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I am actually a gun owner myself, despite being a Democrat. Um, and my gun has more rights than I do right now, which is right. the most disturbing fact ever. Uh, the interesting thing yes. that, you know, we also talk about is it has been mentioned several times um, across social media today. But, you know, you think about all of the Islamic kind of terrorists like ISIS and stuff like that. They allow abortion just yep. for the record. We are what's happening right now in this country is worse than what ISIS and the Taliban are doing in the Middle East. Yeah. And At that is the regard. scariest yeah. thing to think about. Yes. In this regard, that is one of the scariest things to think about that we are supposed to be this free nation and we're supposed to be America's never been the greatest country in the earth. We just like to no, say that we are, but no. it, we never have been. But, you know, we were one of the greats for quite a while. And uh, now we are worse than the Taliban and ISIS, which, yeah. you know, normally yeah. this is a witchcraft kind of podcast. But today we're going to talk a little more on the political side. And um, if you're not here for the politics, I totally understand. But I hope that you do stay around for the politics today because of the fact that this is this affects everybody ultimately. Right. It doesn't that's just affect too, uh, that, men. That's, or that's something too that I want to uh, that I want to talk about is mm -hmm. is just the approach of of politics. I know um, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I'm not political," you know, or, or "I don't want to be political," and I understand that. But I really have to say that is such a privileged statement oh yeah you know when somebody says oh i'm not political what you're saying is you don't want to be involved in decisions that are literally affecting people's lives that are taking people's lives i get it you know it would be so much easier just to stick our heads in the sand and pretend it's not happening mm -hmm. or even to say that like oh well it doesn't affect me guess what it does affect you you know even if you are a man this affects you because yes. this affects all of society. You know, this is, even if we just want to talk like financials, which I hate to talk about financials, but it seems like that's all some people understand. <laughs> this is going to cost us all so much more. Yeah. Because there's going to be, you know, not only just the, cha the legal challenges, which will be legion, you know, but there's also going to be, you know, people who are seeking abortions in places that really shouldn't be offering them. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you know, we had a time in our country where people were dying from these back alley abortions. It wasn't abortions that long are not ago going either. to stop. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. You yeah. know, talk, you know, talk to our mothers. It's in their living memory. You know, um, I mean, I, I, I think Roe v. Wade became law of the land. I want to say in 1973. I think that's and right. So, yeah. And so I was what? So I was two years old. You know, so really all of my conscious life, you know, this has been a protection that women have had, mm -hmm. you know, although it's been under attack by the religious right forever, you know, but, and here we are, this is like, just, just the, the circumstance is so incredible to me, you know, that our former president who literally fueled 
an attempted insurrection. And we're kind of going through that shadow right now. Yeah. But, but he installed three religious whack jobs <laughs> to our quote unquote Supreme court. And, and even prior to that, you know, um, the Republicans prevented a legitimate justice from being appointed, mm-hmm. you know? And so th- this is a religious takeover, you know, yes. this is nothing but a religious takeover. And what's even worse, if, if it is worse, it feels worse, is that most of the Republicans don't even believe in it that way. No. You know, most of the, most of the Republican Congress people, you know, they're fine. They're not going to be touched. They've got enough money. If you have money, you can always get an abortion for your mistress because that's the Republican way, right? Yep. That's always been that way. But what we're talking about is poor people. Poor people will not have access to this life-affirming healthcare. And don't even start with me like, oh, it's killing babies. No, it's not. It's undifferentiated cells. Go back to school. You sound like an idiot. somebody who has given birth to a child, I can tell you wholeheartedly that, yes, you do become an incubator for cells up until about 20-ish, 23 weeks, somewhere in that range. And that's really the only time they can start to detect the heartbeat. They can start to detect it a little bit before then, but it's not always accurate. So that's when they... Yeah, it's not exactly a heart yet. Yeah, it's not exactly (laughs) a heart. It's actually, um, I believe is what my OB told me. He said, this isn't technically the heartbeat. He said, it's actually the electrical impulses that it's picking up. Right. It'll, it'll become a heartbeat later, yes. you know, but it's, it's not developed. Mm-hmm. And, and so really we're being held hostage by, by some undifferentiated cells mm-hmm. and, and, but really it, it's a religious worldview and it is. it's a religious worldview that has no place in a civilized society. And, but here we are, the Supreme court also just leading up to this, I, I forget which state, but didn't they just rule that public funds can go to private religious schools. That was Maine, which, I believe. I was um, Maine. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously they also just did the gun law from New York, which basically gives uh-huh. more access to guns, which we're still dealing with all of the aftermath of all of the right. mass shootings, but yeah. especially the most tragic one recently. These people have no Uwabe. right to call themselves. These people have no right to call themselves pro-life. No. They and, are pro-death. They are part of a death cult. Yes. This is not okay. This shall not stand. And, you know, the interesting thing is, too, my husband said that he's like every pagan um, of any or any other religion other than Christianity should file a religious discrimination suit against the United States government. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, this is huge. We should do this. But I, I said, I don't even know where to begin to start to do that. I would need somebody who is capable of doing that. I, I'm like, I don't even know I where to you. start. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, this is something that is affecting everybody else's lives. And especially we live in a country where we are prided on freedom of religion. Even Christianities will say freedom of religion, but they don't want freedom of, they want freedom for their religion, but nobody else's. And right. so, you know, as pagans- We need freedom and, from religion. Right. As pagans and witches, this severely affects us because then it diminishes our voice and it diminishes even our power because our power comes from our voice so much of it does and so we are in such a crazy state right now that it's like how do you go from being 
basically a powerful witch, which I would say all of us are if you're practicing, whether you're starting out or you've been practicing forever, it doesn't matter. You have power. And the point is, right now, this theocratic government is trying to strip that power away from you, even though they can't physically touch it. They're still trying to strip it away from you. Right. And how do we defend ourselves from that? How do we say, no, I, you can't have this. This is mine. And we've been fighting this for aeons, literally. For years and centuries, we have seen this. And it has, unfortunately, stemmed from a lot of puritanical kind of Christian religions. We see this with Absolutely. witch trials. We see this. And I see witch trials exclusively because of the fact that they weren't just Salem. There have been witch trials in Africa, in Europe, in yes. everywhere. And they're still trying to force out the other religions. Why? Why? What is our religion doing to hurt them? Is it hurting them? No. Could it? Potentially, if we hex them enough. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, how are we allowed to have a voice at that point? And that is a question that as an audience, I really hope that right now you're asking this of yourself. And I know it's a hard day and I know it's going to be a hard month. Hell, it's going to be a hard year or years to come because this right. is going to be an uphill battle. And I know that all of us are going to be extremely exhausted and we're exhausted now. We don't want to keep fighting, but we have to because otherwise we just let them. Absolutely. Win. Absolutely. I mean, and this is where also we have to remember, yes, you know, we need to be activists, even people that weren't considering themselves to be activists, um, we have to be activists on some level. That doesn't mean all of us have to get out in the streets, although a lot of, more of us do. Yeah. You know, I remember my grandmother before she died and she died in 2001, right? So it was a, a much different time, but, you know, in the, in the shadow of the 2000 um, United States presidential election, which of course you know, the Supreme Court decided to assign a president at that time, stopped, stopped the count in Florida, as I recall. And um, we all felt that we were disenfranchised. You know, once again, you know, we have the situation where, oh, the, the person who won the popular vote lost the Electoral College. And that was really based Al Gore on- that won, right? Al Gore won the popular vote. Okay. That's what I but thought. He lost the I was young college. back then, so I was still nice. And um, yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. And so, um, but the Supreme Court put an end to it. There, there was recounts going on, and it's quite possible that you know, that Gore would have actually won the Electoral College had the recounts been continuing, because that was the the trend. He was getting more votes. Um, but the Republicans um, did their mock outrage. Um, it, all these people showed up at like the voting centers and were protesting. And then later on, looking at the video of those protests, we found that, oh, it was a bunch of actual like Republican operatives. It wasn't just the average person on the street. It was just seated with all these like Republican higher ups who were basically in their own way posing as just the regular person who was just outraged. It was, it was a mock outrage. It was, it was political. It was political theater. And it was a way to wrest power away from the majority. And that's when I really felt that like our system was broken. And I've always felt that our system was broken. And, and we still we have an opportunity, you know, certainly to fix things because that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. We can't become complacent. We've been complacent too long, you know. And on the left, we love dividing ourselves against ourselves and 
pointing the finger and saying, you're not perfect enough and we're going to cancel you. And, you know, we need to get over that right now. You know, we can fight yeah. later amongst ourselves, but right now we need to unify because tell you what, the right is unified and that's how they're getting all this done. We've, we've been under the false impression that people are going to do the right thing. But look at the former guy, you know, so many people banded with him to do the wrong thing. And our system wasn't designed for that. You know, we have checks and balances, but they've been eroded, you know, over, over the years. We don't even have factual news. You know, Fox News is allowed to call themselves news. It's, it's Republican mm-hmm. propaganda. It is propaganda. You know, it is absolutely propaganda. In fact, they even argued in court when they were being sued that no one should take them seriously as news, they're entertainment. And that was how they were able to get out of being sued. They said, well, we're not actually news. We're entertainment. No one should take Tucker Carlson seriously. That's true. No one should, but people do. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. And it's not stopping here because even, even I know so many of my activist friends have been saying like, okay, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then they're coming for the queers next. And mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people will say, you know, first they came for this and then they came for that. And I said nothing, right? That famous poem that yeah. I'm, I'm so mad mm-hmm. I'm blocking out right now. But, um, you know, but this is absolutely true. Clarence Thomas today in his consenting opinion said we should look at these very specific rulings, the rulings that decriminalized homosexuality, you know, the anti-sodomy laws that were thrown out in Texas on, on a federal level that has been, that needs to be looked at now, he said. And the, the ruling that gave us marriage equality, that needs to be looked at now. So it's not even just, oh, we think they're going to do it. They have told us specifically they are. And so if you're a queer person today, you need to wake up and realize they are coming for us next. Yes. And first it'll be laws and then it'll be camps. And uh-huh. it will happen if we don't stop it from happening. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are saying, well, why aren't the Democrats doing something? Why isn't Biden doing something? I think a big part of it is, too, that there is a lot of people who are in our government who their hands are kind of tied and their hands are tied because we have let this go on for so long. And I'm not saying that it's a collective like, oh, it's these people over here who didn't vote. That's part of it. But it's everybody because so many of us for a long time have sat back by and gone, no, they're not actually going to do that. And here we are. That can't happen here in the land of the free. I will admit I was one of those people about 2012 was when the veil kind of started thinning for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. something's not right here. This isn't okay. Right. And then 2016 happened. And I said, um, just before, you know, after, you know, the, uh, that Hillary had lost, I said, mark my words, we're going to have some sort of civil war. Yeah. I yep. said, they're going to start stripping rights away from people. I said, you know, it's going to get really ugly. They're going to start hurting people, especially people of color. Um, And then they're probably going to come after women. And And every single thing I said in 2016 has happened. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of us, especially with the 2016 election, I remember I took a selfie that day when the results came in, you know, like the next day and I was crying 
Mm-hmm. And um, I took a selfie because I wanted to remember that feeling. I'm, I'm a Pisces and I, you know, I do get off on emotions and, and I love processing <laughs> my emotions, you know, but I was like, this is historical and I need to remember this because it's so potent and powerful. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I actually needed to share that with people just to show like how broken I felt. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a way to kind of like, I don't know, on a personal level, lessen my pain by sharing it but also letting people know that, hey, you know, I'm a human being and this is really, I feel so strongly about this. And the reason I was crying is not because my team lost, you know, well, I was crying because I knew this day would be the result of it. Yes. I knew that with the former guy coming in, that he was going to then be able to assign Supreme Court justices. I didn't realize he was going to be able to give three of them but this is why I was fighting so hard mm-hmm. for people to vote for Hillary. Not because I thought Hillary was our savior or she was like the best person for the job, but of the two, she was the best it person was a for no the brainer. job. Yeah. She was the best person for the job, you know. Um, again, of the two. I was a Bernie Sanders supporter, you know, going mm-hmm. in. I I'm definitely um a socialist. I know that gets a lot of um bad rap these days because people don't actually understand what socialism is because Mm -hmm. we've never really seen socialism work that great before but that's because it's humans and humans corrupt whatever systems we have that's why we need checks and balances that's why we need governmental transparency are you are you seriously going to tell me that capitalism is so great look at today (laughs) you know this is horrible (laughs) i know like people from you know I, i knew somebody from venezuela who was just like, they were just like, oh, capitalism so awesome. Because of course they came from a failed socialist state. Right. And so, but they were so quick to denounce all of socialism, you know, because of it. And I'm like, well, I actually think what we need is a form of hybrid government. Yes. You know, we need a little of this, a little of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but we need to affirm everyone's ability to exist and to have bodily autonomy and, and to not have to be subject to somebody else's religion. And that's really what the United States is supposed to be built on. I still yeah. have this idea that, that the spirit of the United States is worth fighting for, but it has never manifested as the land of the free for everyone. It's always been the land of the free for some. Yes, absolutely. If you have money, if you're a white heterosexual male with money, there you go. And then, okay, maybe now some, you know, some white women got some rights, but not all of them. Nope. Today, no woman has rights. We we have lost a lot of our rights today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Except um, rich women will still be able to obtain an abortion. And it'll just be hush hush. There won't be any consequences for that. If there's consequences, it'll come in the terms, uh, in the term of fines. Mm-hmm. And what really opened my eyes was, I think I saw a meme a couple of years ago. It was like, oh, you know, crimes that are punishable by fines really just mean it's illegal only for poor people. <laughs> yeah. And that's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, Unless oh, somehow the fine thought, was- But it's so true. But it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, it, unless the fine was like a percentage of your net worth or something, you know, then then billionaires would be like, whoa. You know, you know what I mean? If there was some way to like really gouge them, but like a a person who's living, you know, below the poverty line, if they get like, you know, even like a hundred dollar ticket for, you know, something like speeding or whatever, that's like 
their groceries for the week, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, oh, but if a billionaire, you know, gets that ticket, it's just like, that's what he, that's loose change that's in the couch. That's loose change in his pocket. <laughs> right. That doesn't even, that that's, he keeps hundred a stack of $100 bills in the center console of his car because he's not worried about getting robbed. Right. It's just whatever. That's just my, literal money to burn, you know? Yeah. So, so it's really, we have a, a war on the poor. Yes. And, you know, and the, it kind of in my brain, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like the rise of um, what, what has been called the prosperity gospels, mm-hmm. you know, in, in certain evangelical sectors this idea that like, oh, if you have money, that means that, you know, God is smiling on you. Really? Have you seen the people that God has given money to? Really? They're the chosen people, huh? Really? But you You know, know, the Bible also says money is the root of all evil. Yeah. The love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for, what is it? Like a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Yeah. The camel to go through the eye of a needle. You know, all of this is cherry picking. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, they, they cherry pick everything they want because also in early Christianity and in Judaism, and going back to like the abortion issue, abortion was totally allowed. Yeah. You know, and the idea, the life, the spirit, you know, wasn't believed to come into the baby until the quickening. You know, when a woman could feel the baby moving, then it was considered yes. a life. And and in some religions, it's actually at the moment of birth. In some, it's like three days after birth, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so, but this is unprecedented, this idea that it starts at conception. And I mean, we don't need more people, but this is another thing. And this is how it ties into racism as well. This whole idea of the, the white replacement theory, you know, that is being bandied about now, even mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson has, has promoted this insane idea, but this idea that white people are being replaced and, oh, now we have, we have low birth numbers of white people. And this is concerning. And so this is why also that they want to force people, you know, to give birth. So they're forcing, they want white people to have more babies. And they also want poor people to have more babies because they're not going to be able to afford the care that they need. And there's going to be high levels of death. And from their perspective, that's a win-win. It is absolutely a terrifying thing to think about. And we could sit here and debate about the, you know, Christianity and all of the verses and all the stuff that talks about this. But the point is, these people are still the ones that are sitting here going, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you're a person of color, too bad. If you're right. somebody who's LGBTQ that might have gotten potentially that has a uterus, by the way. That might have gotten assaulted by somebody. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, too bad. So sad. Right. You, God's will. God's will. You're going to have a baby. Congratulations, whether or not you wanted one. And that's the other thing that we, you know, nobody wants to talk about this. But what happens to all these kids that are absolutely unwanted and they're forced into this world? Right. And forced into are, poverty, into yeah. lives of poverty that, you know. It just it just compounds the problems, the social problems mm-hmm. that we already have. This is doing nothing to solve any problem. This is just a political ploy to consolidate power because the religious right is so embedded with the Republican Party that that honestly, the Republican Party is beyond repair. Yes, I, I, in my view, they have shown their complete illegitimacy 
Mm-hmm. And I feel that way. I mean, they've been fighting against my people for 40 years. I mean, literally putting it on the platform. You know, I, I, there was, I don't know, just a couple of years ago, I can't remember his name now, but there was a Republican congressperson who literally was saying, we needed to round up all homosexuals and put us in camps. I'm like, do we learn nothing? You know, that was done. That was done in World War II. You know, queer people were put in camps along with Jewish people. Yep. And, you know, it was our Holocaust too. And in fact, even when those camps were liberated, a lot of times the queer people were put back into prison. You know, so Jews got liberated, but queer people did not, mm-hmm. you know, and so we have to remember our history and history will repeat itself if we don't stop it from repeating itself. And here we are. Yes. Today, we are at the precipice of democracy and of civilization. And I'm not saying this lightly. No. But we need to stand up and we need to engage our magic. Yes. And the first thing I would like to say about that is we do, I know this makes me sound like, you know, I'm doing the white light thing, but we have to start with self-care. We have to start there because we need to make sure that we're nourished and that we're aligned and that we're balanced because it's too easy to just go off half cocked. It's too easy to give in to despair. Mm -hmm. It's too easy to allow our anger to actually poison us or to burn us out from within. We have to have self-care. And so I want everyone listening to this to just take a breath. Just try to calm a little bit. We're gonna do this. We're gonna fight together. Okay, we're going to get through this together, but we have to join communities. We have to talk with one another. We have to respect other opinions and and differences, not when those opinions or differences are in violation of our right to exist as human beings. Um, But we, we need to stop looking for everyone to be perfect. And we need to look at what we can actually do in terms of the possible. Yes. Okay. Do not let the perfect be the enemy of the possible. We must move forward, but we have to start with self-care and we have to reach out and help each other. And so I'm seeing people saying, Hey, if you live in a red state, if you're a woman in a red state, you know, Hey, come here. You know, if, if you need, Mm -hmm. like one of my, one of my initiates, um, um, just posted on Twitter that he's in the um, Baltimore DC area. And, um, he was saying, hey, abortion was legal where he is, you know, so if any woman wants to come, he will put them up, he will feed them, you know, they can get their legal abortion and then they can stay with him as they recover. I know a lot more people are, are doing those types of acts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're also looking to the blue states right now to maybe set up some type of like, dare I say, an underground railroad. I was you know, literally just women, that. <laughs> yeah, to help women from these red oppressive states to be able to go and get legal abortion and not be tracked. Another thing that I'm seeing is, um, you know, people saying, hey, if you've been using like an online period tracker, yep. now delete is it. the time to stop, delete it, delete your data, because the government absolutely will use that information against you. And, and some of the red states have already enacted now. laws. They legally can now because yeah, exactly. Roe protected that. That was one of the things yeah. that Roe protected was your privacy to use one of those apps. You are yeah. no longer protected from those apps. Delete exactly. it and get yourself a good old fashioned calendar. And I, I saw best in a TikTok of when that 
the time of the month when you have your salsa party, put, just put salsa on the calendar on whatever day it is. And then from about 10 days, 10 to 14 days, then you put down your ovulation time and that's the easiest way to do that. So if you're somebody who needs to track your cycle, that's how you do it, just for the record. It's yeah. actually pretty easy, but unfortunately it does take a lot more effort than our wonderful period trackers that we had. But yeah, those are not safe anymore unfortunately. No, it's absolutely not safe anymore. And I know some people were saying, oh, well, you could try this one because this one is advertising that it's encrypted and they'll keep your private, your, your info private, private. Doesn't matter. Don't trust anymore. that. It doesn't matter. Don't trust that. It doesn't matter because companies have shown time and time again, that even under the most gentle pressure from the federal government, they will cave. Yes. And they will get, cause it's, that's the bottom line for them. You know, it's, it's money mm -hmm. and you know, that's, that's just the sad reality of it. And so another thing that I want to say about this, um, a lot of people say, oh my God, this is like, this is taking us back to the dark ages. I, I really want to say this and I want everyone to hear me and really let it sink in. The dark ages or the middle ages, you know, we'll use this as, as you know, this example of like these horrible times. And, and now that, you know, a, abortion is not protected, it's like bringing us back to the middle ages. no. Abortion was legal in the Middle Ages. Yes. Let that sink in. Today is worse for women than it was for women in the Middle Ages. Yes. Let that sink in. It's very interesting that, you know, a lot of our history, especially reproductive and sexual history, is not taught to us. And I recently just had a conversation with Judica Isles, who actually uh, told me about, I want to I want to say, and this is just going off the top of my head, if you'd like to check out the most recent episode I did with her, the info is there. But I want to say it was the goddess, I'm going to butcher this, Sabella or Sabelle, who her um, priests and priestesses would actually do gender affirming care they did trans surgeries in the yeah, temples absolutely and that absolutely. was thousands of years ago so this yes. is not a new subject this is not something no. that it's like a, the republicans and a lot of these christian theocrats and extremists are wanting you to believe that this is recent and it is a threat to their religion and democracy it is not recent it is not new it has been around forever forever yeah, absolutely and we you know I've even heard this from some people ostensibly on the left, mm -hmm. you know, who have said to me, oh, well, you have to admit that, you know, there's the, the numbers of transgender people are dramatically rising, you know, some, you know, this, this huge number, I can't remember the numbers off my head. I'm not a number person, mm -hmm. but there are more people today who are identifying as queer, as transgender, really than ever before in, in modern society. And and people are looking at that and saying, oh my God, these people are identifying as this thing now and we have to stop it because, you know, it's it, like you said, it's this threat to our society. And, it, and they would say, oh, well, you have to admit that more people are identifying this way than ever before. Well, yes, I do admit that more people are identifying this way than ever before. That doesn't mean that more people are that way. That just means that society had gotten to a point where more people felt comfortable being authentic. Yes. And being able to share who they actually are. But we, like you mentioned, we've had transgender people, or what we would call transgender people, you know, for thousands of years. You know, that term, of course, wasn't used back in ancient Rome. But um, you mentioned um, one of the priesthood priestesshoods of Sibel, you know, the the um, the Galilee, 
you know, who would undergo ritual castration and then they would live their lives as women. They would dress in women's clothing. They were also seen what, as what we might call a third gender. You know, it was like closer to women than men in their society, but it was kind of a third gender. Um, but that was for the most part accepted. That was also, that gave, you know, men and women, cis men and women, um, an opportunity to explore gender in a way that didn't threaten their own and their own status in society, you know, and this was a sacred role, yes. you know, that was enacted. And, and then, you know, of course, then the women who would live as men, you know, um, so that they could, you know, be the priests, you know, uh, 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 of this as well. This is not new. This yeah. has been around since the beginning of people. And it's only now that it's really coming into the forefront of collective consciousness. And so, of course, we're struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And um, but we have to keep struggling. We can't give in. Because if we give in, then it literally will become Nazi Germany. It literally <laughs> will. We're like a shade away from that right now, people. Yeah. I can't say this enough. No. And, you know, it's interesting that uh, Germany's government is actually putting in uh, laws to make it easier to get abortions since this ruling came out. Yeah. Germany, Germany. is doing some stuff right. <laughs> Germany, Germany is fixing their stuff. <laughs> I will say I visited Germany a couple times. And so I'm certainly no expert, you know, whatever. But uh, I loved the people there. But I love the laws. They're they're doing some good stuff. Nobody's no place is perfect, you know. But they're doing some really good stuff. They have freedom of speech, and they have criminalized hate speech. Yes. And hate symbols. You cannot display, you know, Nazi symbols no. in Germany today. That is illegal. And we need to have similar things here in the United States. I firmly believe we need to criminalize hate speech. Yes. When we have that preacher in Texas just recently who was preaching to his flock saying that, you know, the Bible condemned homosexuality. And he, today in 2022, we should put all homosexuals in the United States on trial, line them all up against a wall and put a bullet in their head. That is hate speech. That is inciting violence. We know we're going to see more queer deaths as a result. That should not be protected under the first amendment. No, that should, there not are be so many things, but obviously this, SCOTUS is not our friend. No. And, you know, and to me, they've shown their illegitimacy. You know, we've been talking about, oh, well, there really is no limit to how many justices we can have. So we talked about like, oh, adding more, you know, liberal justices. Where, where, why is that not happening? That should have happened before this. We knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. We need to fight for that. We need to get rid of the filibuster. We need to put more people on the Supreme Court. And we need to make DC a state. We need to make Puerto Rico a state. We need to give people a voice. And we have been so focused on taking that voice away. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Democrats are perfect. I think they're inept. I'm a registered Democrat because, you know, it's not, it's the, it's the viable op option against the Republicans. The Republicans are pure evil. Their organization is pure evil. If you're listening to this and you're a Republican, you're giving your money to evil yeah. and therefore you're perpetuating evil. I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a good Republican. Not anymore. No. Stop. Stop being Republican. Okay. Just stop. There's and no excuse for it. Yes. Yeah, but the Democrats are excuses inept. for being a Republican too, saying, oh, well, it's this 
you know, I, I do this because I want to be a gun owner. I'm a gun owner and I'm a registered Democrat and I've been a registered Democrat for almost 20 years now. And I've been a gun owner my entire life. I will continue to probably always be a gun owner, but I also believe in sensible gun laws and all this other stuff, but that's a whole nother Absolutely. conversation. You can be both. You can yeah. believe in sensible laws and still practice the things that you enjoy. It's okay. Absolutely. You can do both, but you shouldn't do it at the expense of other people's rights or the expense of other people's livelihoods or their safety. So, you know, it, that's one of those things. And many of you who listen to my show, this I know this isn't our usual spiel that we do, but we can't sit back by and just hope for the best anymore. We have to have no. a voice. We have no. to. I mean, we have to have hope, but we need to back that hope up with action. Yes. And the time for just sitting home is over. It's been over. Mm -hmm. And we all need to do something. We need to speak out like we're speaking out today. Yes. You know, we do. I mean, some people can't get out there in the streets. You know, um, there's lots of reasons. You know, I've been out there. I've, I've done protests and, and marches and, and the whole thing. I don't do them all the time. I have other responsibilities, but I need to also realize that it's, you know, it's time. We need to do more than we've been doing. And, you know, for some of us, we have platforms. I'm going to continue to use my platform, however modest it is, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I'm going to keep speaking up for what I feel is right. Absolutely. I've been demonized for it. I know I was, I was really trying to get people to vote for Hillary, you know, um, back in the day in 2016. And, um, but really I was saying, well, just get out there and vote. That was the most thing, but I was like, vote, but don't vote for Trump, you know? And there were people on the leftist pagan side that demonized me for it because they were the people who were also against Hillary. Oh, she's such a hawk. If she gets in there, we're going to be at war with Russia, you know, all this kind of bullshit. And, <laughs> you know, a few years. <laughs> I know. And I saw like, people were like, oh, well, it's just, it's just a thing. Like, there were some people on the left that were literally saying, and I guess they believed that, um, oh, well, Trump would never get in. This was just a ploy to get Hillary elected. And look how that worked out for you. I literally in my mind have a list of all the people that said they could never vote for Hillary Clinton. And I recite that list like fucking Arya Stark. Those people are dead to me. But they could come back, you know, if they wanna own it and realize that they did something wrong, you know? And, um, and, and if you want to fight with us, you know, Hey, you know, I don't respect how you acted in the, in the past because it helped pave the way to where we are now, but you know what, that has to be water under the bridge now, because we have a bigger fight to fight right now and we yes. need everyone together. So if you couldn't vote for her because of her emails, you know what, I don't want to hear about it, but you better come to the table now because we're, it's needed now. You know, it's so funny just hearing it, the the phrase of because of her emails and the, you know, state that we're in right now in this country. And it's like, wow, that is the most trivial statement ever. No and it's like, you, you wow, I, I, my brain literally or, cannot or, wrap around the fact of because of her people emails. using people using the phrase Benghazi, like it's some like magical word, like abracadabra, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, oh, that's going to change my mind. There were like, what was it? 14 hours of hearings that that woman went through. There 11 was nothing. straight hours without and breaks. Nothing. 
She, yeah, exactly. She was a trooper. She is a trooper. She warned us. She was right about everything. Yes, she was. Everything. She was absolutely correct about everything. But, you know, it, it kind of really does start if the, if you're somebody who's never been involved in activism before, even magical activism. What are some of the ways that you would recommend people to get started in that regard? Other well, than I, okay. starting with a, a calm, clear head. We all know we should start yeah. with a calm, clear yes, head. Yes, yeah. Self-care, <laughs> self-care first. <clears throat> self-care first and also revisit self-care, right? Because it's really easy to burn out. Oh, yes. But um, I think we need to first do things that are self-empowering. So let's say you've never written a letter to your senator or congressperson before. Then that's something you need to do now. And you, but you need to make that a magical act. So you need to ground in a line before you do it. Light a candle for your success that your voice may be heard. Write your letter, print it out, and then empower that paper. Mm-hmm. You know, do energy work on it, pray, chant, scream, cry, put your energy into it, let it be seen by the right people. May your words sway them you know, to bend toward justice. And then you mail that letter. That is a magical act. You know, whether you do it in a circle or not, you know, depending on your tradition, you know, use the tools that you have. But remember that our mundane acts are magical. Every mundane act can be a carrier for magical intention. And so we need to do that. We need to write letters to the editor. We need to keep getting the voice out there. We need to keep getting our voice out there. Now, maybe not everybody's going to be able to write letters to the editor. Maybe you don't want to be exposed. Maybe you live in a red state and you actually might fear for your safety if people knew, you know, that you were doing this, but you could still write your Congress people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still do that. Um, if you have, you know, an alt account on Twitter where people can't like connect it to you, you can use that to talk about equality, to, to share stories and make that part of your magical work too. Um, And then also I I joked, I was um, talking to Kyle on his Twitch the other day and Mm -hmm. I joked, half joke, I think it's turning into reality now, but um, I joked about needing to write the book Hexing for Self-Care. And and now I think I might, I I don't know. I think you should. (laughs) It feels, it feels timely. It sounds Um, like a title that should already be out. Like we should be able to go buy this today. I just checked it too today because I was like, well, surely it's out there, you know? And of course, now that I've said it, somebody's probably going to try to do it before me and whatever. But if they write the better book, then that's fine. As long as we get this, you know, message out there. But I do think sometimes hexing can be a type of self-care and hear me out. It's very, it can be very cathartic. Yes. You know, I think that one of the only things that kept me sane during the Trump era was we had a, a poppet of him that we had on a special hexing altar and he was handcuffed and in a cage. And then when he was doing his debates, we brought it out and we would just slap that thing against the coffee table. We'd punch it, we'd stomp on it. We passed it around and we each, you know, put all of our anger on it. And I'm not, I'm not here to say like, oh yeah, that affected him or, you know, you know whatever. It maybe, maybe it helped. It might've. Maybe I, I, he I will suddenly say, had twinge in, a twinge in his head and that's why he forgot words. You know, you never know. I mean, maybe. It's totally, exactly. But I'm not here to say, oh yeah, it was because of my spell that he got COVID. 
<laughs> or whatever, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm sure a lot of other witches and warlocks uh, were working on that too. I don't know how many but, times I hexed Trump during his presidency, to be fair, but honestly, exactly. like, yeah, it is it because I would say I do agree with you on the fact that it is definitely cathartic it, it, because it makes it, it gives you that release of I have done something. Exactly. Something. Yes. And but don't let that be the only. Yeah, but don't let that be the only thing we do. Yes. Let let that be something that we can do to kind of get that poison out of us. And hey, if it is like actually hexing Trump, then that's a great thing too. You know, but usually on that level, like political magic on that level, it's very difficult because it's a huge wave that we're against. It's it's like we're trying to push the river upstream, you know, and so it's more in terms of effective magic, you know, affecting change outside of ourselves, it's really about how do I direct the flow of the river? You know, it can't go back up against itself, you know, but um, how could I adjust it here and there to, to maybe lead into some other places? Mm -hmm. And so again, that might be empowering your letters to your Senator and your Congress people um, showing up at local meetings. I think, you know, grassroots political activism is where we need to be focusing. Yes. Yes, we need to think federal as well, obviously, but we need to work on grassroots stuff. That was another thing is I actually, I, I like a lot of the Green Party, you know, stuff, but then they keep bringing up presidential candidates and they don't really have the experience or the roots. We need to elect more Green Party members to, you know, city councils. You know, we need more Green Party uh, mayors. You know, we need to be able to build a viable movement. We need a viable leftist movement, you know, in the United States. And maybe the Democrats will finally like get on board, you know, um, but they're basically a shade left of center, you know, um, today. And we need a left leaning political party. Yes. You know, and I would, that would be great if it was the Democrats because they have the money behind it. But unfortunately, because they have all this money behind it, they're invested also in the status quo. But don't tell me that they're equal. Democrats and Republicans are not equal. They're not the same. But yes, the Democrats definitely have their problems and we can't turn a blind eye to that. But right now, that's what we got. So I kind of feel like we need to, to use a, a, an already used phrase, we need to occupy the Democrats. We need to remind the Democrats that they need to be left-leaning. They need to focus on the workers, yes. you know, the individual rights of people. And that has to happen now. Yes. You know? And so we have to show up. We have to go to meetings. We have to be informed. That doesn't mean we have to be on a constant news drip, you know, all the time. Like I was, you know, in the Trump era, I, I was just addicted, you know, to the news and it wasn't healthy. No, and I finally had to pull myself away, and that's why, again, like hexing for self care. We need to we need to focus on self care. Yes, but you know, there are some good books out there. Um, um, you know, there's witchcraft activism. You know, um, you know, would be a good thing. There are some resources out there, um, that we should be familiarizing ourselves with. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, was it magic? Is it magic for the resistance? Uh, yes, I, I, by I'm, Michael H. Hughes. Michael Hughes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Michael H. or Michael M. Hughes, one of the two. I follow him on social media Mike, as well. Yeah, as Ma well. Michael M. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, Michael M. Hughes. Magic for the Resistance, Rituals and Spells for Change. Really great um, book. Another one, Witchcraft Activism by David Salisbury. Yes. Um, a toolkit for magical resistance. 
Um, those would be some great places to start um, to see how can I actually move my magical practice into this space of activism. And um, the, the Salisbury book in particular is really about activism because he's an activist. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and as my activist friends know, burnout is real and we can't really afford burnout because then that means we're not being able to engage in the activism that we need to do, you know, so we have to take breaks, Yes. you know, so we can't allow our anger to poison us. We have to get away, go out, as they say, and touch grass, see if you can go out to nature for a while and release and, you know, remind yourself of what you're fighting for. We're not fighting because we hate something. We need to fight because we love something. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, another great book that you can add to your list as well is uh, it's more Norse pagan uh, directed, but it is The Way of Ice and Fire uh, by Ryan Smith. He is very much uh, anti-fascism and a great I activist. He's such a great human. Also, he'll be on the show in a yes. few weeks. So stay tuned oh, nice. for that. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I haven't read that book yet, but I, yeah, we follow each other. We know each other. It's and so um, I, I love his politics <laughs> and, you know, definitely if you don't follow him, you should follow him, follow Michael M. Hughes, follow David Salisbury. These are people that can also give us hope. Yeah. You know, David Salisbury works in DC and, you know, so he does a lot of things, you know, for, on the legal end of things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm all often hearing about this stuff, you know, from him first and the work that he's doing to try to save us all. And, you know, so these are people we also want to support. So even if you can't do something yourself, maybe you could support some of these people who are mm -hmm. able to do more and put the word out there. So buy these books. Um, if they have a Patreon, consider signing up for their Patreon, you know, or giving them a donation because they are doing this work at their own expense, you know, and, and, and trying to make sure that all of us are able to live in a free society and the work toward freedom isn't free. No, you know, especially in a capitalist society, you know? Um, so, so definitely consider just supporting the people that you see out there doing the good work. Absolutely. And that will go a long way as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, we do have a little bit of time left, but I do want to talk about if SCOTUS is definitely aiming for our LGBTQ people, what are some magical protections that we can take to protect ourselves and to protect our friends out there? What can we do right now to help That's, them? I mean, that is tough, right? Because yeah. it's going to, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and we're in this weird, precarious place now. I'm very open, but I'm, I'm, able to be. I live in California. Mm -hmm. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's it's a type of liberal bubble. Is it perfect? No. I've experienced anti-queer violence, you know, here in the Bay Area. I know people say, oh, really? I'm shocked. No, that totally has happened. Um, and in fact, I feel like that's on the rise. You know, some of my friends have reported, you know, some incidents, you know, even more recently in the last, you know, month or so, where it seems like people are really kind of, you know, that, that violence and it's like the rock has been turned over, right? Now all the creepy crawlies are, are exposed to the sunlight. Um, so, but if you are able to safely be out and be who you are, that's a incredible act of political magic right there because visibility matters. You know, being able to see other people living authentically matters. So somebody maybe, you know, sees someone who is out there 
and being open and they themselves aren't able to be open, but may, maybe it gives them a little bit of hope. You know, they see, oh, okay, there are, I'm not alone, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so that kind of elevates them a little bit, right? So that on that level alone, but even on the political end, just supporting uh, um, the artists again, you know, if there are television programs and movies, you know, that depict queer people, you know, in a positive light, you know, you want to support those things, you know, share them on social media, if nothing else, you know, kind of get the word out, we need that visibility. But we need to do some common sense, just protection work. You know, I I would tell everybody, let's just like I tell my own students, you know, do your cleansing work Mm -hmm. every day. Yes. Make sure you're doing spiritual cleansing. Make sure that you are doing warding, protection work. Don't approach protection work from a space of fear but approach it from a space of confidence. Yes. You know, that you absolutely. need to project this, you know, that like, no, this energy is not coming to me. Um, protect your property, you know, definitely put in some wards. Maybe if you're not out and you don't want people to know who you are, you know, maybe do warding that's about keeping you invisible, keeping you unnoticed, you <laughs> yes. know, um, by yes. people, because there's no shame if you have to live in the closet there's no shame in that. No one should tell you you have to come out of the closet um, unless you are a politician who is voting against queer rights. Then I think we all need to drag you out of that closet. Um, but other <laughs> other than that, that is your that is your choice, and that should be respected. Um, but definitely working on um, um, work for protection and being able to connect with communities. I think that there is strength in numbers. You know, we need to contact. You know, if you, there's like a rainbow community center, you know, near you, um, get involved with different um, um, projects and organizations like the human rights campaign will have good resources. Um, we need to connect with some of these organizations that have been fighting for our rights and, and can give a lot more good information than I can, you know, in terms of how to be protected legally as well. These are yes. things that we have to think of. Obviously that takes money. You know, but sometimes we have to draw up certain contracts in order to protect our our rights. Um, yeah, and if obviously if you can, this is a big privilege. But if you're able to move to a blue state, you know, but not everybody can. That's expensive. I, yes. I hate it when people say, "Oh, well, just move." Really? <laughs> just move. Oh, like or like just it's leave the country, or just leave the country. Like, yeah. what? Where am I going to go? Where With what money go? are you paying for my trip out? Because if you are, great. I have a perfect place I would like to move, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to pay for me right. to get there. <laughs> exactly. What a place of privilege. Not all of us are Elon Musk. You know, we can't just like on a whim, you know, decide that we're going to leave the country or even leave the state. Obviously, though, if you can, then that's great. I'm hearing from lots of people that used to live in the United States and they're telling me, I'm so glad that we left. You know, that's something. You know, for for this country that claims to be the greatest in in the world, which is laughable at best. Um, wow, how many so many people are leaving out of fear? That doesn't sound like the greatest country. No, this seems like the greatest failure. We are a failed state. This is late stage capitalism. It's crumbling. So we do have to, you know, we have to protect ourselves. And you know, but a lot of us are stuck. You know, um, I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I, like I said, I live in California. We own our house. Um, well, I guess the bank owns the house, you know, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're doing our thing. And um, so I feel fairly protected, but I'm under no illusions. You know, um, they could take away my federal marriage, like 
that. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, they're not going to be able to take rights away. No, I don't believe that at all. Of course, they will take rights away if they're given the opportunity. They're already taking rights away from women. Hello. Yeah. They, you know, that's happened. They that already happened. did it. They did it, it already. And you think that if you think for any minute that any single person in this country, unless you are the elite rich or the government, nobody's safe. Nobody is no. safe from what they are capable of doing. So right. please don't think that you're like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Um, and right. you might be, you know, I, and I'm not saying this derogatory. I'm saying this very um, observatory. And you might be white cis and they might literally be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm safe. I hate to tell you this, but nobody's safe. No, if they nobody is safe. And rights away from women, nobody is safe. Exactly. And and I know some people will say, oh, you're just being an alarmist. Well, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's time to sound the alarming. alarm. <laughs> you know, you you want when the fires happen, you sound an alarm. Well, it's burning. We're watching democracy burn. And so we we need to call in that alarm. We need to start the alarm. We need to bring in the the hoses, put this out, reconstruct what we can. But but you know, this is big. And 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 again, like you mentioned before. Now the eye goes towards queer people. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, when I wrote my latest book, The Satyr's Kiss, you know, it's, it's a manual of witchcraft um, and sex magic for queer men. Mm-hmm. And I felt like to some degree, it was a little bit revolutionary because, you know, I was really talking about sex magic in a way of like affirming that as a spiritual um, thing. If you wanted to incorporate, you know, sex into your religious celebrations and religious devotional work, here was a way that you could do that. And so in that regard, it felt revolutionary um, to, to some degree. But then now with this today, you know, and realizing, oh, they're coming for us now. Now I feel like, wow, this was timely. You know, I think we need this out there to remind people that, hey, queer people, you know, a lot of the, the, the straight bigots hate us and we know that they hate us, but we better not internalize that. And because we've done that for too often, for generations, we've internalized that homophobia, we've internalized that hatred, and we've hated ourselves, and we've thought of ourselves as less than. And it is that has to go. That's gone. We need to center our queer experience in our spirituality. And that means also our sexuality, but also means queer history. And so in the Satyr's Kiss, I talk about a lot of different figures from history who were queer people who weren't necessarily magical or witches, but they were just living their lives. They were doing political things. And those people are our saints, our martyrs. We need to remember them and take inspiration from them. In witchcraft, we work with the ancestors. And so I call these people the rainbow dead, you know, and they are still available to us. We can call upon the spirit of Alan Turing. You know, we can call upon, you know, um, Matthew Shepard. Yes. You know, and so many others to help us in this fight, to empower us, to make us feel whole, to recognize our power, and that we too are holy, and that queer sex, queer sex is holy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's consensual with adults, and this is what we want to do, it's holy, and it's powerful. Yes. And if it wasn't powerful, they wouldn't be trying to make it illegal. <laughs> that is so absolutely accurate, and so very true. And, you know, this also goes for sex of any kind. All sex is holy. All sex should be 
considered powerful in all yeah. regards. It's if not it's, just if it's between queer legal, sex or you know, straight sex. If, it's if all you're of, the above. of legal age, if you're of legal age and it is enthusiastically consensual, then absolutely, then it is absolutely holy. Yes. And it can be hot and primal too. Yes. It doesn't take away <laughs> from its holiness. In fact, that's what we want. You know, you want this this marriage of these two forces, right? And and that's that's what we want. So, um, but also the satyr's kiss is also about moving outside of the heterosexual paradigm. This isn't about balancing male and female energies. Mm-hmm. This is about if we want to do a polarity, it could be projective receptive, but it doesn't have to be assigned a gender, you know. And that's something too that often happens in Western magical traditions, including modern paganism, is often things get reduced to a gender, which is really a misunderstanding of gender mm-hmm. because sex and gender are not the same thing, you know. But like the one of the things out of witchcraft that I love, little rituals, is um, you know blessing the wine by putting the blade into the chalice and so many people are so wrapped up in oh this represents penis and vagina no it doesn't it's a blade in a cup get over it (laughs) you know it doesn't have to be you know a penis and a vagina we don't have to think so literally it's projective receptive it's about two forces coming together in ecstasy it doesn't need to be equated to bodies and plumbing you know Mm -hmm. come on I'd like to think we we could do better now. We need to evolve beyond that. It's 2022. So, we need to evolve beyond yeah, that. Absolutely. Because if we don't evolve beyond it, we're dead. So, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And so we need to wake up. We need to claim these rituals as our own, redefine them. You know, in my um, version of a queer craft, you know, um, the great right is absolutely something that queer people can do and not just a couple. You know, I have exercises, sex magic exercises for individuals and couples, but also for groups, because that should be just as holy as anything else. If, if it's consensual adults, then absolutely. Why can't you have more than just two people involved? If that's not your thing, then that's not your thing. You don't have to do it. And also, I will say, if you don't want to incorporate sex you know, into your craft, you don't have to. And even in my book, yes, I have a big chunk on sex magic, but that's not the whole thing. And I also talk about ways in which you can do these rituals and spells in a non-sexual way, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know what? Asexual people exist and they're valid. Yes, they are valid. And it's one of those things that you should always look at what suits you and your magical practice best. Absolutely. You don't have to take all of Storm's advice. You don't have to take anybody who has ever written anything down advice. You can do you in whatever way that you feel most comfortable. Your magic is yours. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise because that's just somebody trying to control you. Yes, Pagan. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I even say in the book that I'm, I'm, I'm working toward a quote unquote queer craft, but that's going to be different for everybody. Don't just take what I'm doing and then copy it. Although if, if it works for you, sure, you could use that as a jumping off point perhaps. But what I'm, I'm hoping to do is to instill inspiration in people, you know, for them to find their own queer ancestors and their own ways of working with them. And hopefully this book will inspire that inner work in people to form their own and feel centered in their own power. I think that is absolutely so incredible. 
So everybody, if you haven't already bought a copy of Seder's Kiss, now is that time that I'm going to tell you, go buy a copy because I promise you <laughs> that it is an incredible read. Even if you are somebody who is not queer, it is still an incredible read. It is something that I think everybody can get something out of no matter what walk of life that you're in. You will find something that is incredible and meaningful in it. It's an empowering book in every possible way. Storm, all of Storm's books are empowering in every possible way. Let's just be Thank honest. You. Thank you. Thank you. I, re I really appreciate that. Thank you. They definitely come from the heart. You know, and it I, shows. I, I haven't written it anything really does. on a frivolous level, but I, 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 you know, I think a lot about these things and what I'm trying to offer, you know, to the public and, um, and, you know, I've certainly caught a lot of flack, you know, for it, for it too. And that's to be expected, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and I'm not saying that everything I write is perfect, you know, no, nothing I've written is perfect, you know, but, but it's definitely, um, the intent is, you know, and I'm yes. hoping that the impact will match that intent. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that people will get something out of, um, the Satyr's Kiss and the Witch's Name and all of my other, um, books. Um, but, um, but Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just hopeful that that people will be able to get something out of it, and in my own humble way, I'm hoping to help elevate, you know, the conversation and, and remind people that you know we, especially with the Satyr's Kiss, that that we as queer people and we as queer men, um, we have a place, and our place is our own. We don't have to be guests in somebody else's religion. We can have our own, and we can step in our own power and feel good about that, and that's that's okay. You know, and, and if we want to participate in, you know, more mainstream, more heterosexist cent or heterocentric rather, um, you know, practices, that's fine too, as long as we recognize that we don't have to, you know, that it is valid for us to form our own religion because heterosexual people did. Somebody <laughs> yes. started it way back when. <laughs> You know, so why can't we do the same thing? You know. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yes, definitely check those out. And if you're somebody who is not able to buy a copy of the book, please go request a copy at your local library. Support your yes. libraries, everybody, please, because libraries need love. Not only that, they don't cost you anything. All you get to right. do is check out a copy of the book. If they don't have a copy, they will find a copy or buy a copy. One of the two. All you have yep. to do is request yep. it. So please do please, please do please support your libraries if you are not able to buy a copy. So this has been such an empowering and amazing conversation. And I hope that everybody who listened to this, you got something out of it. I hope that if the very least we sparked a fire in you to help you go out there and fight the good fight, because it, that's literally what it's going to be. There, there is nothing but us trying to make it better from here on out because that's basically it. it's this this is our new survival so yes. definitely do what you can in whatever way that you can but do something whether it be write a letter whether it be call your senators whether it be participating in a protest whether it be some hexing do something and if you want more about activism and you want to learn more about it definitely check out the link in the description for the Revelator Pioneer Program. There's going to be a nice little link in there. We talk about everything from self-sustainability with homesteading to activism to survivalism. 
it's got it all. So check that out. Storm, thank you so much for being here as always. I love having you on the show. I, you and I could just talk for hours, which we always do. <laughs> and I love it all the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, especially, especially today of all days, thanks for letting me ramble on with my anger. Yes. Because um, I think that's necessary too. Um, we need that righteous anger and we, and we need to share it, but we can't get poisoned by it. No. So again, you know, we have to take breaks, but let's not get complacent. No, you know, we cannot the get time complacent. to act is now. Yes. All right, everybody take care of yourselves, be safe, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others and fight the good fight. And we will see you all next week. Bye everybody. Blessed be.